the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I've told you about this book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. Comer puts it this way. He says, your life is the byproduct of your lifestyle. Let me just say that again. Your life is the byproduct of your lifestyle. Welcome to The Barnabas Effect with Paul Purvis, Senior Pastor of Mission Hill Church, a multicultural, multi-generational, multiplying church focused on shining the light and love of Jesus like a city on a hill. You're invited to visit any of the three locations in Temple Terrace and Tampa. For information and locations, visit missionhill.org. That's missionhill.org. Now, with today's message, here's Pastor Paul Purvis. Muhammad, the prophet upon which Islam is founded. He said, come to me, but he he never said, I'll give you rest. He he said, come to me, and if you do these five things, the five pillars of Islam, maybe things will work out for you in the end, better than it works out for some others. But he doesn't promise rest. Jesus is the only one who says, come to me, and I will give you rest. He makes a simple request, come to me, but then... We see that you and I have a simple response. Take his yoke. We have to take his yoke. Now, most of us living in our century, we think of a yoke as a piece of hardware that a farmer or a rancher would use to keep two animals together. And though I'm neither a farmer nor a rancher, my understanding is they wouldn't really yoke together two strong oxen, for example, or two weak oxen. They would pick a strong one and a weak one and and they would yoke them together. And there is an element of that that we're going to see in this story that we are to be yoked with Jesus. And there's certainly elements in scripture where we are talked about being unequally yoked with those who are not of Jesus. But there's more. You see, because yoke was also an idiom, a a figure of speech. Jesus was referred to by his followers as rabbi. You know what a rabbi is? It's a teacher. They would call him rabbi or teacher. And what we know about the days in which Jesus lived is every rabbi, every teacher had a yoke. They would have a way that they would teach the biblical truths that they hold on to. Some of that happens today, even from pastor teachers, right? That's what one of the things that may influence where you go to church. You, you like the way in which the biblical things are addressed. And, and so every rabbi would talk about things, questions that everybody had, questions like divorce and sexuality and what do we do about our money and, and just basic life issues. What is the way we do that? What's your understanding of how we do that through Scripture? So Jesus... Jesus talks about being yoked his way. It's a principle that should be our goal today. To walk not just according to the words or the truth of Jesus, but to walk according to the ways of Jesus. Church people, we get that messed up a lot. Because it's easy for us to be strongly grounded in the truth of Jesus, the words of Jesus. We call that doctrine, right? And so we'll fight over doctrine 
But sometimes when we do that, we're not living by the ways of Jesus. We're not handling truth and grace. We want to live according to the truths of Jesus and the ways of Jesus. And so Jesus says, I want you to come to me, but you need to take my yoke, my way. But by the way, it's easy. Now, that's hard for us to understand because it doesn't make sense. I look out at you and you say, yes, I'm weary. I'm, I'm burdened. I, I feel like I can hardly stand up. My, my back is tired. Really? Yeah. Well, then take this. <laughs> I don't want another burden. I don't want something else that I have to check off. I don't want something else I have to do. So what was Jesus saying? I want you to get this. Jesus was teaching that true rest is not freedom from responsibility, but true rest is bondage to the reason for which you were created. True rest is not just having more time in your day where you can sit and do nothing, but true rest is understanding that I was created in the image of God, and I want to live according to that created image for which I was made. I do that by linking myself to Jesus and his way of living. I love the way Pastor John Ortberg describes this. He he says, an easy life is not an option, but an easy yoke is. I study business and leadership. And in business and leadership, um, there's a principle The principle is that that every system is perfectly designed to get the results you're getting. And so in other words, when you're in a business and, and you look and say, man, things aren't working out right, there's something in your systemic design that you may or may not realize is causing you to get the very results that you're structured to get. What Jesus is saying is that's true spiritually as well. I've told you about this book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. Comer puts it this way. He says, your life is the byproduct of your lifestyle. Let me just say that again. Your life is the byproduct of your lifestyle. Hi, I'm Paul Purvis, the lead pastor of Mission Hill Church right here in Tampa Bay. Thanks for taking the time to listen to today's The Barnabas Effect. It's a ministry intended to encourage, equip, and empower you. You may not know this, but this ministry is made possible because of the generosity of listeners like you. We are able to be on the air because listeners like you are gracious and give to this ministry. Would you consider making a gift today? It would be our honor to send you a gift, a resource, as a result of your gift of any size. And you can make that gift by going to missionhill.org and clicking on the banner that says, the Barnabas Effect. That will direct you to a simple way that you can give right there online. Thanks again for listening to The Barnabas Effect today. And now we continue with our message. So what that means is I can't look outside of my life to cast blame on all the circumstances, all the things that I'm going through, the other people that I don't like, and then say that they are messing up me. I have to look in the mirror. We don't understand that a lot, do we? And that's what causes us to sometimes come even into gatherings like this. And man, we're messed up. Our, our, our life and our lifestyle is not right. But we sit in church and say, I'm not getting anything out of it. 
Or we get sidetracked by things that we just disagree with. We, you know, the drums are too loud, or the preacher wore tennis shoes, or whatever. And we, we make those things something that they're not. They're not a solution. I'm going to read to you something that Comer goes on to say in this passage. He says, if the results you're getting are lousy, anxiety at a simmer, mild depression, high levels of stress, chronic emotional burnout, little to no sense of the presence of God, and inability to focus your mind on the things that make for life, then the odds are very good that something about the system that your life is, is based on is off kilter. The way you've organized your morning or your evening routine, your schedule, your budget, your relationship to your phone, how you manage your resources of time, money, and attention, something is out of kilter. You're not living the Jesus way. Jesus is saying, hey, there's a pathway to rest, and I will guarantee rest, but you've got to come to me, and then you've got to take what I'm giving you and do it my way. Your way, man, you're, I'm living the American dream. I'm pulling myself up by the bootstraps. I'm doing everything I can. Your way will never guarantee rest. But the ways of Jesus does. So Jesus says, take my yoke and, what's the next thing he says? Learn from me. Remember, he's the teacher. I like how Billy Graham says it. Billy Graham says, not only is Jesus the greatest teacher in, in life's university, he's also the professor and the curriculum. Or as Eugene Peterson said, learn from the unforced rhythms of grace. We have to embrace those benefits that Jesus offers, but we don't want that. We want Matthew eleven twenty eight. Matthew eleven twenty eight. come to me if you're weary, if you're burdened, and I'll give you a rest. Thank you, Lord, I need that. But we don't want Matthew eleven twenty nine. Take my yoke and learn my way. We like the request Jesus makes, but we don't enjoy the required response. We don't want another burden. So we do it our way. Church, I'm just telling you, we're eat up with this. In our marriages, in our careers, even in our churches, doing it our way, not his way. And then we wonder why we're not at rest. So let me wrap this up and, and, and show you why it's so important. So you got this simple request from Jesus, come to me. You've got this simple response, take his yoke and learn from him. But then you can see that we can experience a supernatural reality. Rest for our souls. You see that in verses 29 and 30? And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Rest for your souls. Oh, these old bodies, man, they start to wear out. I'm just telling you, if you're younger than me, you're heading our way. If you're older than me, you're saying, shut up, you little whippersnapper. <laughs> We've gotten into pickleball in our household. My boys have. And last night, they drugged me out on the pickleball court. I'm just telling you, by the end of it, I was huffing and puffing. I was like Fred G. Sanford. I'm coming for you, Elizabeth. I mean, it was bad. It was bad. All of you under 40, just go Google that. These bodies wear out. My dad, oh man, I miss my daddy. 
I just tell you, it's a reminder for me that we want to think if you go to church and you just pray and you love Jesus, everything's going to be like you see in the movies and when people die, they see the angels all around the room and they're smiling and singing how great they are. It wasn't that way with my dad. It was a rough nine months. I watched his physical body die. I was with him when he breathed his last. And we were singing the hymns of grace, but he was just suffering until the end. Because these bodies do that. But listen to me. You're not simply a body. All of our bodies will die. You're a soul. And your soul is going to spend forever somewhere. And so Jesus is saying to us, if you come to me, I will give you soul rest. Those who study sleep say we need all kinds of rest. You need physical rest. I needed that last night. Man, I went home. I soaked in the tub. I prayed to Jesus, please restore my muscles. I mean, it was rough. We need physical rest, but sometimes you need sensory rest. I've talked about it's more than 2,700 times the average person picks up their cell phone in a day. Thousands of hours that the average person watches TV in a month. Life is coming at us all the time. Sometimes you just need to close your eyes. If you get headaches like I do, even the lights just cause you pain. You need sensory rest. Sometimes you need emotional rest. You know why we need emotional rest? Because of people. People wear us out. And sometimes you just want to get away. I mean, you're like hiding. And you need, emo- you need a break from people. You need emotional break. Sometimes you need mental rest. Again, as you get older, this, this happens to me. I, I get up for particular reason every night, at least once. And, and if I'm not careful when I get up, maybe my phone has lit up. So I don't have the sensory rest. And if I make the mistake and look down, it triggers something in my mind. And you know what sometimes can happen? My mind just starts racing. I can't go back to sleep. Because I'm not mentally at rest. I, I'm not turned it off. And then sometimes, and I think this is what Jesus is getting at, we need spiritual rest. We need that deep soul rest. And that soul rest, man... If you walked with us through the book of Romans, you're going to recognize this because that soul rest, it comes in three stages. It starts with initial rest. When you come to Jesus and you understand that he bore all of your sins on the cross of Calvary, when you trust him for your salvation, you get the, you get the immediate rest of salvation. And that's a good thing. But there's continual rest. You know what we call that continual rest? sanctification we're growing in Christ we're looking more like Christ and the more we learn and look like his way the more we're at rest when we were saved we were saved from the penalty of sin as we're being saved and sanctified we're saved from the power of sin but one day we'll have eternal rest you know what we call that eternal rest glorification and you know what happens at that glorification we've got rest in our souls that's why we say r-i-p rest in peace and that's what jesus is saying 
Come to me, and you'll have rest. But you got to take my yoke. Now, we've all got yokes. You understand that, right? In education, that yoke is called a class. If you're learning a skill, that yoke is called an apprenticeship. For a musician, that yoke is called a rehearsal. For an athlete, that yoke is called a practice. For those of us who are in the way of Christ, that yoke is called discipleship. We're learning to live the Jesus way. But when we do that and follow him, he gives us soul rest. And an easy burden. Before I move on, this is just a reminder. That prosperity garbage that some of you listen to or read about that says if you just follow this simple prescription, everything will be up okay in your life. It's not from the book. Because even Jesus said, I'm going to give you some burdens. But there's good news about his burden. No matter how heavy the burden, he's in the yoke with you and he's carrying the heavy load. Do you understand that? When you're walking with Christ, you cannot face anything alone and you will not face anything that he cannot bear. There'll be no burden that's too heavy because he's there. He's with you. When I was 12 years old, my big brother decided he was going to take me on a hiking trip. So we lived in South Carolina, and we were going to hike the Appalachian Trail. We did for about 60 miles in a few days. That's a big deal for a 12-year-old. I had to carry a pack just like he did. Anything I needed for that week was in that pack. If we were going to use a tent, it had to be on our pack. The sleeping bag, that was on my pack. Any food we were eating, that was in the pack. Socks that I was going to need, in the pack. Bandages, because no matter how hard we prepared... We were going to get blisters. They were in the pack. Everything we need. And I'm carrying that. I think it was about 60 pounds at 12 year old. And there I found myself on that mountainous climb. Seemed like a never ending path. Sometimes it was hard. There were some moments my big brother, he's nine years older than me. He would would see my exhaustion and he'd come along and take that pack. I'm so grateful for him. But eventually we got to the end. Lifetime memory. But we made it to the end. And we were going to get in the back of a pickup truck to go to where our vehicle was. At, from the trailhead in where we got off to there. So we get into that truck and I've got a choice because I've got this pack on my back. I've been carrying it all week. But now I'm in the truck. My mama's here, and I'm going to tell you this right now. She didn't raise a dummy. When I'm sitting in the truck, I don't need to carry the weight of that pack. That's a one-ton truck. It can carry the weight of a 60-pound pack. So what did I do? Took it off of my back. Listen. And I put the weight on the one that was carrying me. not that 12 year old boy anymore and I'm just going to tell you in 54 years I've had more than a few times where I've been weary and burdened heavy laden 
I've been like I mentioned early in the message I've, I've been going down that path carrying a heavy load feeling like I had a, a task that was too hard and a destination that seemed impossible to reach but every time that's happened God's brought me back to this truth come to me you weary one you who's heavy and burdened I'll give you rest but do it my way take my yoke it's easy I'm going to give you rest for your soul when we take the yoke of Jesus he takes our load but I need to tell you something unlike that farmer or that rancher Jesus will never put his yoke on us do you hear me church he's not going to put it on you you got to come to him it begins with his request so how you doing you weary I know it some of you feel like the psalmist that's why I love the psalms they're so real psalmist said I I said oh that I had the wings of a dove I'd fly away and be at rest and some of you come in here today and maybe for one of you it's the last draw you just wish you could fly away I wish I could fly away from this marriage I wish I could fly away from these problems I I wish I could fly away from this job I, I wish I could fly away from these friends I wish I could just disappear but don't do that that's not the answer Come to Jesus. He'll give you rest. This week I was reminded of this old song. If you want to hear it, you can Google it and listen to the Alabama Blind Boys. The Blind Boys of Alabama sing this song. I wish I memorized these words, but maybe, maybe they'll speak to you. If the world from you withholds all of its silver and its gold, and you have to get along with meager fare, Just remember in his word how he feeds the little bird. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. Leave it there. Leave it there. Just take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. If you trust him through your doubt, he will surely bring you out. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. Now your body suffers pain. Your health you can't regain your soul is slowly sinking in despair Jesus knows the pain you feel he can save you and he can heal take your burden to the Lord and leave it there leave it there church leave it there if you trust him through your doubt he'll surely bring you out take your burden to the Lord and leave it there come to me Jesus said all of you who are weary tired and heavy laden and I'll give you rest take my yoke upon you learn my ways for my yoke is easy the burden I give you it's going to feel like it's light because I'm right there with you but when you come to me I will give you, listen, soul rest. Let's bow our heads.
hearts together. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm just simply asking, would you make this a sacred moment? In Genesis 2, it says that you blessed the Sabbath. And this is our, our Sabbath. That means you made time holy. I'm, I'm asking you in the name of Jesus, in the power of the Holy Spirit, would you make this time holy? Lord, there are a lot of Christians, church people, who need to do business with you. Lord, our attitudes and our actions toward others, our service to you, our disciplines, time in your word and prayer and financial stewardship, it's out of whack because our soul's not at rest. So, Lord, I just pray that you give Christ's followers an opportunity in this moment just to come to you, Jesus. You've been listening to The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis. The Barnabas Effect is here to provide listeners like you with biblical truth and spiritual encouragement. But it can't be done without your financial support. Go to missionhill.org and click on the Give tab. Your financial support helps us reach those seeking truth about God and themselves. Thank you for giving at missionhill.org. Be encouraged by The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis. Weekday mornings at 9, here on Faith Talk Tampa. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.